That's my superpower. Mike Mann, capable of being heard. He fell into a vat of radioactive uh, white business dude, and now he's Mike Mann, capable of being heard. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. And hey, Jared. We talk about COVID-19 in this episode a little bit, but we recorded it on March 15th. So speaking to you from the future now, things are changing all the time, and uh, we expect it to keep changing. So good luck. How's it going? It's, it's going. How are your lungs? Uh, my lungs are good. I think they feel feel all right right now. So at the very least, you're asymptomatic. Yes, um, I was about to say that's the hope, but that's not the hope. The hope is um, is it still asymptomatic if you're not infected? Hmm, good question. Because like I'm not showing symptoms then. Right. It's just I'm also not a danger to the people around me. So a disease is considered asymptomatic if it infects someone without showing symptoms. But a person is asymptomatic is a thing that is not on this Wikipedia Mm. page. Not to be confused with asymptote. (laughs) Asymptotic. <laughs> you you gradually approach the disease but never achieve it. Asymptomatic means there are no sy- symptoms. You are considered asymptomatic if you have recovered from an illness or condition that no longer and no longer have symptoms or have an illness or condition but do not have symptoms of it. So, I think if you never got it, you are not asymptomatic. Okay. Only if you had it and then recovered. Unless you're not referring to COVID-19, in which case you have probably been infected by something. Like, you've, have you had the flu before? Mm-hmm. So, you're asymptomatic of the flu that you had when you were seven. Congratulations. Okay. But I may or may not be asymptomatic of COVID-19. Right. Because I might also just not be... I might be more asymptotic to it. What are you doing? So now it's spring break. Right. What are you doing to, what are you doing over your spring break to remain asymptotic? Nope. Asymptotic. Asymptotic. (laughs) (laughs) To not Um, get COVID-19. Just kind of vibing, you know? I, uh... So this is in the productivity section, which means um, it kind of starts with like the the semester semesterly themes should kind of be like what informs the productivity section at large. And my semesterly theme was order. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I have mentioned to you, Liz, before, but not to the Jareds, uh, nothing feels real. And ah. like it's getting it's getting there. It's getting closer to feeling real, but it's very hard to to put things that aren't real into boxes of any sort. And so um uh distance from reality correlates with disorder. Um 
Which is to say that on Tuesday, my school announced that there would be two weeks of spring break and then two weeks of online classes. And then who knows? We'll see. Um, you get two weeks of spring break? Yeah. What? Do I get two weeks of spring break? I feel like they would have told you. I don't get two weeks of spring break. It, I get one week of spring break. This is bullshit. Wait, okay. We have um, C- Secret Agent Beautiful Mind um, informed me that you guys would not be getting back to classes online until... Oh, no, never mind. He told me that you would be going back to classes maybe April 10th. Yeah, everything's online until April 10th at the minimum. But you have three weeks of online classes. Uh, Yeah, at least. And this week of spring break. Hmm. Yeah, no. Because we weren't sure about the online classes. So first they were just like, just two extra spring breaks so we can figure out what the heck we're doing. Um, See, that sounds nice. We should do that anyway. Yeah. And then all of the people in like ASL classes were like, hey, uh, how do we learn? <laughs> My uh, friend who's a fine arts major just was talking to his professors and they were like, so uh, this is a sculpting class. So uh, you guys, <laughs> y'all get A's. <laughs> I guess that's the the best way to handle that. I think so. But that also means that now I don't have any clue what my what it'll look like when I get back. I have received like no contact from any of my professors so far on what it'll be like when we get back or if they still expect us to hand things in on the week that is like now spring break, but maybe they're just like just hand stuff in and we just won't have classes and that's how it's going to be like that's just an online class week so i don't i don't know what it's even going to be like so it's uh i'm in a uncertain state and it's hard for me to prepare for that which is to say i'm working cuz that's been the plan the whole time i just am doing more work and like more uh work work jobby job work from home or are you going somewhere um i live in a in like Canceled. one room basically and so does my partner and so i'm going to go into an empty office uh with a with a container of lysol wipes canceled and not interact with anyone and also not drive my partner who has to live in the same space as me up the wall while i do work and scream about c sharp or Visual Basic 6, actually, I should say. Ew. I've gotten switched to a new project, and it's Visual Basic 6 now. So that's gross, and I will be screaming, inevitably. So I would like a, a private place to scream about that. Did you know Visual Basic 6 before going in? No, to... I okay. still don't. Okay. Just there's, like, sure. functions and there's subroutines, and I don't know what the difference is. You know. Just one's a function. I think it it m- might be that subroutines return void. Hmm. That makes sense, actually. But they still, like, mutate state, right? Like, they still... 
it's not like you could be like, oh, we do these two subroutines in parallel or anything. So you're not getting any benefit from the compiler by separating them out. It's just one is a function and one is a function that returns void. Zach, you are making the, uh, what's it called? Like a logical fallacy error that Microsoft knows what it's doing. <laughs> we know for sure that it doesn't because you've been working with C Sharp for a while now. They have like five different languages that they support. Support. Yeah. That was finger quoted. Yeah, that was, that was those were accurate finger quotes. Not that like Java is better. Java's a little bit better, but like Right, but like when you when you're Mr. Java and you're like, let's make sure we support this language fully, you only have to worry about supporting Java and not be like, okay, well, let's put some attention to C sharp and some attention to F sharp and some attention to Q sharp and some attention to Visual Basic and some attention to C compatibility and like just just be like, okay, from now on it's gonna be C sharp. And we're just going to bring in the important functionality from F sharp and visual basic is blocked forever. Um, and that's it. Have you heard of Java? Hi, I'm John Java. <laughs> Did you know that Java powers 1.7 billion devices around the world? Okay. So besides working, was there stuff like you want to get done? during your now extended spring break yes um i don't know what it is though i couldn't because like a lot of it is homework things and so i don't know if i need to prioritize those homework things because i don't know if they're gonna become important so that's you know that's that um there's a lot of things that i could do but also i kind of just want to like if I get some free time and I'm at work sometimes and doing homework the rest of the time, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, free time. I'm going to write a compiler or make my make my website or anything. I'm going to be like time for slimes, time to time to take care of my slimes because I, I can shoot carrots at my slimes and they're like, heck, yeah. And then I got happy slimes. Um, and that feels a lot better than having to, like, think about rust. Or anything. Not that I dislike Rust, but just if I'm already trying to slog through Visual Basic and C Sharp, my producer has has just passed me a note that says that was cute. Um, <laughs> so, so in answer to your question, the time that I'm not spending at work or on school things are going to be it's it's mostly going to be devoted to my slimes, and if um. I, I reach the end and make all my slime science and everything um, and find all of the secret slime pods. That... <laughs> okay, so there's this game. It's called Slime Rancher, and you take <laughs> care of slimes. And sometimes you can, like, explore new areas and get secret slime pods. Um, that's all the context you need. So once I find all the secret slime pods, then I'm going to try and learn how to speedrun slimes. So I, I played a little bit, maybe, like, a couple hours of Slime Rancher, and... It didn't seem like the kind of game that you finish. There's like... Have you ever played Minecraft to the end? There's an end of Minecraft? Yeah. No. So it's like that. Where where you could play slimes for a very long time and then be like, oh wait, there's an end to slimes? 
and and it's not like the game is over when you you reach the end it's just like okay now you don't have to worry about exploring more things now you can just go make friends and uh take care of your slimes oh it's like pokemon yeah i suppose like you beat the elite four and then Mm -hmm. the credits roll and then you just try to catch them all yeah i never did that i didn't like that part no i like the battling but it's a lot more fun with slimes. Do the slimes battle? Do the slimes battle? No. I'm not interested. I want them to battle. No. There are no battling slimes. I want... You can... You can declare a best slime, though. That's possible. Oh. what does, You can what get a number uh... one slime stand, and you put your slime on the number one slime stand, and that's how it becomes the best slime. Wow. I'm really proud of it. Yeah. You can also play uh, Slime Ball. That seems like abuse. <laughs> they're, they're, they're slimy. They're gushy. They can get thrown around a little bit. I have, in the couple hours of Slime Rancher I played, I have thrown quite a few slimes off a cliff. Yeah. I had a I had a hunter slime just kind of jamming around in my and then he ate all my chickens and so that slime got thrown off a cliff. Okay, well, sounds like a pretty trying to make a pun out of slime. It's not working. Good spring break. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if I if I need to, I can work from home. Like all my work is on a laptop. So it is possible for me to work from home. It's just, I, it would, it would be more frustrating than it's worth. And I can get from my house to work and be at work for eight hours and not interact with another human being. And that seems like a a reasonable, like it it is. Sounds like a great work environment. I mean, it's that way because of the coronavirus. I could interact with other humans. Okay. Most yep. most days. Makes sense. It makes sense. But this is an exception exceptional time and it calls for everybody else to not want to be in the office and me who is the only person uh who's in the city still and has someone else at home um to be like, "Hey, I need to come into the office for a little bit." All right. What about you? Are you going to be working from home? Well, Yes, I'm going to be doing online classes until April 10th at the very least, maybe more. <laughs> Can you set up, I know your job, like, it's kind of a, in a physical space, but would it be possible to, like, SSH into the... <laughs> Sorry, just cut this out. Yes. <laughs> For legal reasons, that's a joke. Yeah, I have a job that I can't, that I need to be in the physical space to do, and they're not doing that for COVID reasons. But yeah, that's all. My whole job is canceled, so um, I also don't get paid for it. So that's... Makes it real easy to make rent. Mm Mm-hmm. Real cool, real fun. So while I'm not doing my job... And mm-hmm. not going to class. 
Uh, I will be doing like online schooling, but until that starts in a week or so, I have a big list of things I want to do. I have it sectioned off into read, watch, play, and do. Cool. And there's no possible way, even if I dedicated all of my time, <laughs> no sleeping, no nothing, uh-huh. to this list, that I could get it done. Okay. It's good to know that going into it. Set expectations. I have uh, five books I want to read. I do think, though, in the interest of full send... Um, I, you want to hear the, the numbers of, first. <laughs> I think before I even hear the numbers, though. Just, like, in theory, you know. Okay. Um, theory of the, the semester and the semesterly theme... You've got a branching path before you, and the branches are <laughs> These are send. the only options. <laughs> full send, get the whole list done, or don't full send, sleep sometimes. Well, it's the semester of full send, so <laughs> I guess we're full sending. <laughs> I'm going to read five books, watch 13 TV shows. Uh, five. Uh, how movies. many seasons per TV show? Many. Okay. Five story-based video games and one that's just Kerbal Space. Okay. That you, I think it's story-based, sort of, but it's kind of in the same way that Slime is, where you just like the. I don't think the point is really the story. It's like about achievements and stuff. Like you I get think, out of the atmosphere and you get to the moon mm-hmm. and whatever. I think there's like a campaign to it, kind yeah. of in the way that like Euro Truck Simulator. There's exactly. a story, and the story is you just bought a truck, and now you need to make money. <laughs> I want to put something up on my personal website. So is that a list? Is that list titled Spring Break? Well, the list started off as things I want to do over spring break, and I've been adding to it since winter break. <laughs> <laughs> and it got long. Yeah. Oh, also, I want to listen to... Uh, I want to catch up on my podcast backlog, which is mm-hmm. 318 at the moment. Okay, so you just play through the full Kerbal Space campaign uh-huh. and listen to the podcasts while you sleep. Okay. <laughs> so if I listen... So let's take this number. Let's copy. Let's uh, multiply that by two. Okay, we'll multiply it by two and a half. <laughs> if i listen to all my podcasts 24 hours a day uh-huh and two and a half speed right then i could get them all done <laughs> and you'd enjoy every second of it uh-huh so what which of those like oh that's also assuming that no more come in right i think i could right. still get all done. of all of the podcasters aren't going to be like, hey, everybody's real bored during the, the COVID season. Let's give them something to do. <laughs> Extra special five-hour episode. So when we're done with this call, mm-hmm. also you would have to delay the editing of this podcast then. No episode this week. We're taking a week off for <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Happy COVID days. Um, so when you end this call, are you going to like just roll a d40 and pick something from the list or 
Uh, no, I'm going to see post-show, see the after-show. Okay. But uh, when I do have some free time, I'm going to just kind of feel it out. Like, whatever I'm kind of feeling, I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to read more than one book at a time, because I'm not built mm-hmm. like that. And, like, I can probably knock some of these movies out of the way during, like... Throw a party. <gasps> um, Like the CDC is recommending. Throw a party. <laughs> and then instead of, um, <laughs> like, playing music on your sound system, just catch up on Roderick on the Line episodes. Such a good idea. <laughs> I'm really curious to see if I have more, if I feel like I have more or less time with online classes. I feel like you and I are probably in a better position than most other students to gauge that. I agree. I want to know before I start, you know, like, can I... <laughs> That would make sense if it was a choice they were offering. If I space this list out over four weeks, that's way more reasonable. Mm, okay. I mean, it's not still not reasonable. This would be a, quite a task <laughs> to do in a month. But more reasonable. Are you going to employ like all the knowledge you have about working from home? during your period of online online classes what do you mean by that like you've listened to every episode of cortex mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of what they've said is like go find an office so that you don't have to be in your home while you work from home right uh, so are which... you going to employ this knowledge <laughs> i'm gonna go to campus so i can sit in the library for eight hours a day uh and social distance i'll get it's not Orbeez. What are they called? Zorbs? The big bubbles. Okay. They, yes, Zorbs. Yes. Zorbs. Zorbing is a sport, apparently. Get one of those. Zorb my way into the elevator at the library so I can get up to the third floor where the sunlight is. And then just bring my iPad with me and, like, kind of lean back on the Zorb in a corner. Yes. And work on my iPad. It's characterized as an extreme sport. I feel like for something to be an extreme sport, you need to be in danger at some point. You should look at this hill. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? just the preview, the preview in Slack. Sorbing. Oh. See, that looks like danger to me. I would say that's danger. Yeah. Zorbs were also how they handled um travel on the moon in artemis right yes (laughs) i think you're right Mm -hmm. so i'll just be ahead of my time when we can't breathe the air anymore a little oxygen tank into my zorb and i'll be fine what's the volume of a zorb like how much air do you have in a zorb oh like if you perfectly sealed a zorb how long could you last this says the average person consumes seven to eight liters of air while resting, but it does not give a time period. <laughs> Every power nap you take, that's eight liters. Every minute. Okay. Loaded by 60. Can I bring 
an aloe plant into my Zorb with me. I think that's going to do more harm than good because it t- it's actually taking up more of the volume. <laughs> oh, right. Every every cubic <laughs> centimeter of aloe plant is one less cubic centimeter of oxygen. Yeah, you need those seven to eight liters per minute. Per mm-hmm. minute? That's wild. That doesn't sound right to me. How many liters are lungs? The average lung capacity of an adult human male is six liters. Oh, okay. That's how much you breathe, but that's not how much oxygen you're removing from the atmosphere. How many liters is lungs? My producer has uh, poked their head back in to let me know that um, like when you exhale, you also exhale oxygen. Right. So you breathe in 20%, breathe out 15% is what I've been reading. But you're also breathing out CO2, okay. which is actually the thing that would kill you first, like CO2 poisoning. Before you run out of oxygen, you will die from having too much CO2 in your lungs, in your bloodstream. Oh. Yeah, it, go- it goes from 0.05% to 5% carbon dioxide. Okay, so if carbon dioxide gets to 2%, that's when poisoning starts to happen. Okay. But that's like in the total yeah, air. Yeah. Assume there's a perfect mixture of air in there all the mm. time. Like all the air is evenly distributed, then... Okay, so if it goes... Oh no, we have to start doing calculus. I don't want to do calculus. No, that's not. It's not. It's not calculus time. It's break. So if you were trying to zorb... I am. I'm trying to zorb. What's good? How you doing? Trying to zorb? Hey, girl. You trying to zorb? Hey. Um, <laughs> can you do the snarl, but like make the shape zorb with your mouth as you do the snarl? One second. I just stop smiling. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I know, I'm just snorting now. <laughs> I can't do it. It's hard. Okay. The growl is a very specific mouth shape. Like, you can't change it. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that you tried, though. So you're in a Zorb, and you've got a, a, a CO2 scrubber, because you're on the moon and you're trying to Zorb. Um, but the CO2 scrubber has a lot of, like, little widgets and wingdings and things it's got like it's complicated it's a piece of space technology so it's got to have all sorts of like little doodads and boxes pointing out apple died long ago and now we have um spaceships reverse minimalism in the star wars universe steve jobs never or i guess steve jobs could have johnny ive never existed in the star wars universe wow that's canon that's official um and so you've got all sorts of like little bits and doodads on your on your oxygen generator, by which I mean your CO2 scrubber. Um, and you've got to figure out which of those doodads does something. And so the trouble is that your CO2 scrubber is way too greebled. 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 It's been greebled. So greebling is when you take a, a regular solid and you just like add some some bits to it. Uh, if you, if you would do me a favor and just Google the word greeble, 
Okay. It's you've got an orange cube and then an orange cube with a bunch of greebling. Yep. Okay. Um, also known as a nerny um, is is an effect that you can achieve by just like sticking random stuff on a normal flat surface. And then it looks more like a spaceship because it's got a bunch of like stuff on it. And you're like, that's what right. spaceships look like, because uh, George Lucas was like, hey, spaceships look greebled. And so now we've got like all sorts of automated ways that you can do greebling. You can take a regular solid and greeble it. And so what I'm thinking is an excellent game would be um, kind of like the the game where you've got too many buttons. Space team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Space team. Kind of like space team, um, but for one person where you need to do something, but your surface got greebled and so you can't do anything with it anymore and you've got to like figure out how to interact with this greebled thing. Huh. Okay. And so that's this week's trillion dollar idea. A game where you have to do have to like work with greebling. So you're not like trying to ungreeble it or something. You're trying to push the greebled buttons. You're trying to like right order to do a thing. So the the part of I think what it is with greebling is that the greebles don't do anything. They're like visual flair. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so you need to find the bits that are visual flair and the bits that are like actual um actual interface and so i am um starting my first round of funding now if you if you want to to play a greeble game um let me know and it'll be on kickstarter eventually liz if you have any any great ideas on how to see my first thought when i saw the cube was uh yes i pushed them all back in ah because but like you can only do one at a time because that's the point of the game it's okay so i do when i need to just chill for a while Mm -hmm. i'll shuffle some cards and sort them and then i'll shuffle them again then sort them again okay so i could really dig this so you greeble a surface and then you ungreeble it yeah the game greebles and i ungreeble Hmm. Maybe for high scores or low times. Speed, speed on Greeble. And like maybe there's like this color Greeble makes the ones around it go down or this color Greeble makes the one around it go up. Oh, okay. It's like a like a little puzzle. That'd be fun. All right. Here's a Greebled mango. There's a lot of things you can find that have been Greebled if you just scroll around on on the image results for Greebling. I want to see the greebled mango. That sounds cool. Uh, let me see. There's a greebled tea tea kettle. Yeah, if you click on the greebled tea kettle, then one of the recommendations is a greebled mango. Ah, I like it. I think it should be less spiky, but I like it. Yeah. I want to know what the parameters for, like, the greeble setting in Blender is. I'm just assuming there is one. I don't actually know. Can you just Blender... Greeble. It's called discombobulator. What are the parameters? Does it tell you? Um, let me see. It's oh my god, that's um there's a minimum maximum height, uh taper percentages, check boxes for one, two, three, and four. Uh, and then there are doodad settings. 
I like this. So if you're ever, um, you know, you get through all, all 18 things on your list, all five, five of those quick little things on your list, and you decide you want to make a game um, with all of your new knowledge on how metal works, um, you can use metal to greeble a surface and then use your brain to ungreeble it. Um, but also if you want to give me money to make a game where you have to greeble things or ungreeble things or, or interact with greebled things, I would be very interested. Hey, girl. You trying to greeble? <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're an ungreebler. Okay, so my bad, my bad. You trying to greeble that Zorb? <laughs> Zorb, or my full name, Z-Orb. <laughs> I don't think the Z actually stands for something. Okay. Please, please, Zorb is my father. Just call me Z. So, Zach, okay, let's say, let's say... Hypothetically. Hypothetically, that an A, asymptomatic person... Okay. ...for COVID-19 coughs on you. Right. You may or may not be sick. Right. Now I, I have no way of knowing. The responsible thing to do is to quarantine yourself for two weeks while it passes right if that happened today would you be prepared no i wouldn't okay let's say right now i was from this point forward i was not allowed to leave my home for two weeks yes i think one problem i would have is there are six other people in my home and they probably would still want to go to work and things so yeah you have to stay in your bedroom without your partner presumably because they're not sick if I can't go to my kitchen, I'm in a bad spot. You can, like, have them drop food for you, but, like, you cannot leave. And, like, if you, like, walk through your house without a Zorb, mm-hmm. your roommates are probably also going to get sick. So let's assume that everyone in your apartment has the potential to be sick and should quarantine themselves. I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know how I would handle that. You have a forty percent chance of having to handle that. Yeah, I'm aware. My plan was like I'm still gonna go interact with the kitchen because it's my house. And I can cough on the fruit if I want to. <laughs> I mean, like be careful about it, but I wouldn't be able to eat. I'm not gonna be like, hey, my f- friend, please make me a meal and bring it up to me. That's it's not like it's a permanent situation. Please do me this favor. Yeah. I think they would rather not get sick and make you a meal. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. But let's assume that your entire apartment gets sick. Okay. And so now the the edges are where? Where would you put them? I would put them at the front door to my house and the back door to my house. Okay. Because if the whole apartment's sick, then the whole apartment's sick. Yeah, or has the potential to be sick, but you have the same potential to be sick, right? Like, right. You're pretty unlikely to get sick without your roommate getting sick, let's say that. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, how prepared are you for that? I think the only thing that would cause real problems would be food for me. 
Mm. I have a limited amount of non-perishable food in my home right now. Um, but the way that I live my life, I've got a year and a half ago, I went on Amazon.com and I purchased two gallons of hand sanitizer because I didn't want to have to deal with buying a, a small amounts of hand sanitizer once in a while. I wanted to have to buy two gallons of hand sanitizer every two years. Okay. Also as a, a gag gift for my partner. Mm, okay. Um, the same goes for toilet paper. Uh, I have been pretty stocked on toilet paper for a little bit now. Um, we've got like big soap refills to refill our soap containers with in my house. Um, so a lot of those things I'm fine on. And I would just like not be great as far as I would need like beans or something. Hmm. I need okay. to go get some dry How would you beans. handle that? Um, Instacart, probably, I think, if they still do things. I don't know. Okay. Alternatively, on Monday when I go into work, I'm going to run into Whole Foods and grab some beans and pay for beans and then leave. Um, but I can work from home. I can do my laundry at my house. I can, I can definitely survive within the four walls of my home. It just would suck. That's fair because you would also have fever and difficulty breathing. So I think it'd be kind of like, like your comfort, like the bar is low for your comfort. Right. How about you? How, how prepped would you be? How ready are you for the somebody to duct tape over your front and back door? All right. I want everyone to grab their cancel button, get okay. Twitter up. It's ready. Uh, wait, no, give me a second. I got to go. Your net metaphorical cancel button. Metaphorical. Got it. Get, and get ready. Put put my name in the <laughs> in the, the search field. <laughs> because I am canceled. Canceled. But only but only by association. Okay. I did change some of my behavior. I am social distancing at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't gonna like go out and buy extra supplies because I didn't need to. Right. Because similar to you, I have like a lot of toilet paper already. Mm-hmm. So similar to you, I just need food. And I also have a lot of food because when, like the first time I heard about people saying like, hey, you should probably like distance yourself from other people. I had just gone to the grocery store. So I have enough food to survive for two weeks for sure. Okay. But then... I have a roommate mm-hmm. who has a mother, and my roommate's mother went a little, I would say a little bit over the top. Okay. To to what extent? There's Because there's like I a have, little over the top, and there's like a wall of toilet paper over the top. It's not toilet paper, it's food. So I have quite a lot of non-perishable goods now. Okay. Like. We don't have a place to put all of my non-perishable goods, <laughs> and we will likely not go through, like, there are five people that live here in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Don't be creepy. We would, if if we had to survive on just the stuff that my roommate's mother gave us, mm-hmm. 
we could probably do it for two weeks. And you already were all kind of prepped beforehand. Yeah. Um, and then I have another roommate who also has a mother who is who did a similar thing. <laughs> so if y'all need flour, I have about 100 pounds. For, you know, for the stress baking. There is a lot of stress baking going on, but we don't need that much flour. <laughs> it's so much flour. So yeah, I'm canceled. Yeah. Because I associate with my roommates who associate with their mothers. I'm very prepped. I can, I could definitely stay in my apartment for a while. I was going to do that anyway. Even without the COVID? Just that was the spring yeah. break? Yeah. This, this is how my spring break is going to go. <laughs> I can just sit, sit in my bed, do nothing for a week. So you're prepped for like the two week self quarantining. Um, Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's table stakes, right? That's baby <laughs> stuff. How are, how much are you prepped in general? Um, there are kind of two branches to this that I'm thinking about. Okay. Right. Um, I guess there's like, part of it is how are you thinking about the actions that you take? There's going to be branching paths over the next two weeks. Um, right. Yeah, definitely. And so is going to target, uh, I'm prepped for the, the disease or a, I'm endangering, endangering people kind of thing. I definitely endangered more people by going to target yesterday than Mm -hmm. I probably should have. That being said, I will be spending the next, like, good chunk of time not leaving my apartment right what's the other branch the other branch is a little bit more like so we all know that this this disease is going to happen and like what disease what disease (laughs) there's a disease um i thought we were self-quarantining as like a as a meme as a meme (laughs) for the hospitals to stay running the people who run like power plants and stuff, they can't self-isolate. Um, they can't SSH into their work. They can, and it's scary. They shouldn't be able to self-isolate into their work, and I'm going to keep thinking I live in a world where they can't. And so when um, their lack That's of self-isolating electricity. means they all get sick. <laughs> I have gnomes in my basement, and they all run on little bikes to power the rest of my house and they eat flour only (laughs) so when they all get sick because they're not able to self-isolate because they're performing a vital service um and then you know whoops now we don't have anybody to run the power plants anymore um and you have to go to a refugee camp and be like hey so i prepared for this moment what skill are you going to tell them so they let you in the door mm, okay 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 this is kind of lifted from max temkin like how how are you prepared for the apocalypse or um i usually think of it how am i prepared for the revolution for revolution i am woefully unprepared except in the matter of 
philosophy. I can philosophize all day. Mm -hmm. I could probably... I'm a smart person. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can pick up things, but I don't have any, like, skills, necessarily. Okay. Not, like, revolution skills. Like, I'm not going to go out and shoot a gun because, like, I don't have a gun, (laughs) nor, like, the skills to use it. Like in theory, I do. I can definitely learn how to pull a trigger, uh-huh. but also I don't. I don't want to do that. I'd rather do something else, right? Like cooking or something. I could cook. In theory, mm-hmm. I can develop systems. You can be the checklist person. Yeah, totally. I could do pro- project management. <laughs> do we have OmniFocus in the revolution? <laughs> The revolution is all one enormous uh, to do dot text. <laughs> no, the GitHub syntax where it's just like uh, square brackets with an X in the middle. <laughs> as far as apocalypse, if I had to like go up to the wall and be like, "This is why you should let me into your camp and feed me and stuff." Mm-hmm. If computers are around, that's definitely my skill. I got computers. Like, right. I can do your computer stuff. Um, without, like, electricity or, like, a lot of it, do they need Rubik's Cubes solved <laughs> quickly? Um, I can insert anxious thoughts into any conversation at will. Ah. Again, project management. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Zach? <laughs> now that we've established that I have no skills. <laughs> um, I... S- storytelling. <laughs> Story... Um, we need a way to pass on information to the next generation. Right, exactly. Part of it is I, I just am trying to... Trying to lead a life now that when the revolution comes, I'll be ready. You know, so you're learning how to throw axes and make Molotov cocktails. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It's not. It's more that it's like a way of back justifying things that I would already be doing, like biking places, like making Molotov cocktails. <laughs> when the revolution comes, I'll have a chemistry kit. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not prepared. I would not be ready <laughs> at all. Um, I would, I would have probably half a gallon of hand sanitizer left that I could bring. I, oh, I have a skill. Okay. Okay. I can eat very bland foods for a long period of time. Okay. Without, without needing like any flavor at all. Like don't even salt the beans. I just black beans. You could, you could consume three, the three meals a day. Yeah, I could totally consume Soylent. That's, like, a, I, that's an important... I do not need my calories to taste good. Huh. That's an important skill. And also, I'm a vegetarian, so can we, yeah. like... Can we, like, um, try and do this, like, with sustainable farming practices? Uh, it's very important to me that the next generations can... Uh... Have you heard of permaculture? <laughs> See, but I think that permaculture is is a skill for when the revolution comes. Because, like, your supply chain gets ch- chopped off. You've got permaculture. Yeah. Learning how to, or knowing how to make solar panels is a useful skill in the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. 
So I'd like to announce that I'm switching my major to environmental engineering because I would have electricity and no one else would. Mm-hmm. Could charge up my stun gun. That's smart. I don't have a stun gun. You could. I could make a stun gun because I'm an engineer. Hey, yeah. Do stun guns work on zombies? That's something they never explored in The Walking Dead. No. Did in The Walking so I haven't I only watched the first like half okay. of the seasons. Cause at, at the point where I was the target demographic for this book, um they came out with a book that was like how to survive the zombie apocalypse. Um and people right. would like read it at Scout Camp. We'll make a man out of you. And so I don't remember much of that, but one thing I do remember is you could harness zombies in like a mill situation and then use that like for force mm, of any sort. Okay. Because okay. now you've got a rotating axle. Okay. So actually you have a wall, right? With an entrance. But the entrance is a right. turnstile. Okay. Or like a revolving door. Zombies can get in through the revolving door, but they have to push it open. Mm-hmm. You use that to crank a generator and they're coming in one at a time, you can just kill them. So when the apocalypse comes, when the zombie apocalypse comes specifically, we will be worse off for having ADA compliant buildings. Yes. <laughs> See, they keep saying that accessibility makes everyone's lives better, but not during the zombie apocalypse. Uh, which is the only filter we should ever view our lives through. <laughs> That's what the, the World War Z guy was trying to tell us. When's Thought Slime gonna, gonna analyze World War Z? When's he going to be like, World War Z was actually a leftist uh, rallying cry <laughs> to eat the rich? We are the zombies. Okay, okay but just like statistically, right. you're way more likely to be a zombie, right? Mm-hmm. In that show. What, what's your strategy to eat the alive people? There's so many problems with that. Um, give me a second to think about it. <laughs> Make whatever assumptions you need. I'm here for it. The goal is eat brains. I wonder if there's some, like, because if you're at the point that you're a zombie who can plan, that's a very powerful secret that you hold. (laughs) And so I wonder if there are any things like you could, you could sacrifice four zombies to, to power a mill and whatever they produce from the mill actually ends up benefiting you. But they assume it won't because... The one zombie. Uh, are you the only zombie that can think? I don't know, because uh, if you if you aren't, I'm extremely uncomfortable with that situation. I don't know. <laughs> I think Zach is the only zombie that can plan. Okay. And the alive people don't know he can plan. Right. That's the. So how are you going to use that to eat brains? There's. Probably a better way at it than just like trying to come up with a Rube Goldberg trap, but that's all my brain's doing right now. It's like <laughs> Scooby Doo level. <laughs> and at the end, I tear off their face, but instead of it being like, oh, it was Mr. McCready underneath, it's just their skull. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> What's do you have any big plans for when you're a zombie? I think my best bet would be like make a bunch of signs that say we're alive over here. Like this mm. way to safe haven. And then have a similar like turnstile 
like you can get in but you can't get out like they can't like they do for the zombies but for hum for but for alive people okay and then i just kind of corral the alive people and try to eat their brains mm-hmm. with after i you know hit them with a stick or something right right yeah i guess probably you could just read the zombie book yourself right and like whatever works on zombies also theoretically works on people in most cases yeah like as long as it the the trap isn't doesn't require them to not be intelligent right speaking of like all of us are going to be zombies and the assumption is that the zombies are not intelligent i really do think it's an allegory for class warfare that makes a surprising amount of sense Probably not within the context of any single zombie story. Right. But like as like the larger zombie narrative. Mm-hmm. It's a class warfare. You should thing. write that. You should write one that's like directly a metaphor. Okay. With your spring break. Yeah. Zombie Instead boys. Of slimes, you write zombies. <laughs> zombie boys can have a little class consciousness as a treat. Speaking of class consciousness, how do you plan to get money to um, creatives who don't have, you know, um, aren't going to be having all the concerts and things that they were planning to because you can't gather in large groups? With streaming services that give them actual amounts of money. Yeah. Are there, are there ones that do that? I'll let you know when I make one. Okay. Cool. It's on my OmniFocus. <laughs> right after Cure COVID. Yep. I have switched from Apple Music to Spotify. Okay. Because I want to listen to more music because I don't have enough podcasts. <laughs> because they fill different niches because sometimes you're like i need music and sometimes you're like i need podcast i'm getting up kind of bored with my like library of music and i want new music but apple music recommendations suck Mm -hmm. so i put all my music on spotify right and it's been fine a glowing endorsement um yeah no the recommendations are a lot better uh the app isn't as good from like i i person like i hear a lot of complaints about the ui of the apple music app and there are certainly things to be desired but mm. i think it's better than spotify but also i don't use music apps for their ui because uh, if music app is doing it correctly i should be mm-hmm. spending like enough time to pick an album or pick a playlist right which is usually good enough you know mm-hmm. i don't know i honestly i thought i'd have more to say after 2 weeks of using spotify but do you, what's, what's the new feature that you feel like you use the most? Recommendations. What? Like the, the curated playlists and the like discover weekly okay. thing. And then like the daily mix kind of feature. I don't use the daily mixes so much. I don't like them. Maybe they need to be better. Maybe they need to learn more about me. Mm-hmm. I've been j- creating Spotify playlists of school years. So that in like 10 years, I can go back and be like, all right, what music was I listening to at this point in time? <laughs> okay. I like that. Um, 
And so that's been a fun experience of like, hey, I like this song, and then I can go add it to... That assumes that Spotify will be around in 10 years. Do you think that's true? Absolutely, it does. Or that they will have an export function um, sometime between now and 10 years from now. Who knows? We have a very large Spotify playlist um, called Aux House um, that anyone who lives in my house or who like comes over to the house sometimes is allowed to add to. And it's it's mm. just a, a variety of things to play. Like there's a particular mood to it at some at at this point. But the idea is just like, let's play some music for the house. I like Spotify telling me what my happy songs are rather than me making a playlist that is called happy. Okay. Because like after a while of listening to the happy playlist, those songs don't make me as happy anymore. Right. Yeah. Really what I would want is better access to the metadata. I would love if Spotify could be like, here's all of the songs that you listened to for the first time on Spotify in 2017. Yes. Because they know that. They have that information. They just don't want me to have it because that would make me too powerful, I think. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, but also, Apple Music doesn't give me that either. So mm-hmm. iTunes does, but they took the feature out because it's an upgrade and they take features out. Mm-hmm. That's what upgrade means. Minimalism. Just move to the Star Wars universe where Johnny Ive never got a hold of iTunes and it's still like <laughs> based on 30-year-old technology. It's a database. <laughs> I just want a database. Yeah. Or rather I want access to the database, but I don't get that. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Don't leave your house. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Zach, if someone wants to give you money to make the Greedle game, or if they have a great Spotify playlist that we should listen to, they can um, find me on my brand new Kickstarter for a Greedle game, and also on Twitter at. 